You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys? This is episode 20 of Podcast PXN. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I'm joined by the pride of PlayStation, Sean Babiak. Sean, we got six new seconds of Halo Infinite footage just... Wait, that was like two weeks ago at this point. Two weeks ago. I've already this heard point. this whole thing already, this, so I'm already tuned out. If you aren't aware, we recorded this two weeks ago and it went miserably. We lost all the audio, so basically we're just repeating ourselves from two weeks ago in a format that you guys can actually hear. So we'll go ahead and continue. It might not be an hour and a half this time. Yeah, it might not be. We're uh, yeah. we're prepared now. I prefer uh, an hour and ten. Thank you to everyone watching live and participating in the live chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. All you have to do is search Podcast PXN and you'll find us on there. Remember, the show always starts with the PXN News of the Week, so let's go ahead and jump right in. The first item we have on the PXN News of the Week is we have brand new The Outer Worlds Story DLC confirmed for 2020. So... This is all absolutely great news for me personally. Uh, Outer Worlds, my personal game of the year, spoiler alert. Uh, and new DLC for this, I'm super stoked for. Uh, Fallout New Vegas and Fallout 3 both had really good DLC uh, for both of those. And obviously this game is very influenced by those two games. So I'm very excited to see what uh, planets they add and how they expand on the ending of the Outer Worlds. The Outer Worlds ending is kind of like, it doesn't really, uh, it's not like a hard ending or anything like that. So it still leaves room for like expansion uh, onto other things. So there's always uh, more stories to tell, so to speak. So I'm very excited to get more Outer Worlds DLC. I have no opinion on Outer Worlds. Of course you don't. So we were we were discussing like, all the game of the of the year stuff and like things that we're gonna play to essentially catch up on. And Daniel has a hard out on Sekiro. He refuses to play that for game of the year consideration, and I refuse to play Outer Worlds for game of consideration. Well, that's fair. I mean, to each their own. <laughs> so uh, obviously, that's great news. We're excited for that. Among all the, I think we have to call this games. stuff information. We can't call it news anymore. True. It is information, but we're, we're also, on the PXN information of the week. Well, but we're also <laughs> reacting to that as well. So, I mean, whatever. Uh, our first, uh, our next news story, rather, uh, Respawn has posted a brand new job listing that is very subtly hinting at a Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order sequel. That that joke doesn't seem to land the Why? second time because I've already it done land, it before. It didn't land the first time I thought it, I thought it was funny, you know, because it's not subtle. The the uh, posting is not subtle whatsoever. It basically says uh, the, the post is looking for someone passionate about the Star Wars universe, someone who's invigorated by the idea of coding third-person action-adventure games. So... Obviously, this is a sequel to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Fantastic news for the game because the game is obviously great. Uh, there's just some very small problems that Daniel has with the game that you don't agree with. We know we've discussed this before. The Dark Souls <laughs> elements, that all, that whole deal. Uh, I I think we talked about this last episode, last time we recorded this episode, where. Uh, 
I think that they need to have some kind of mode to cater to people like me that don't like the Dark Souls elements and have a hard mode for people like you that like that stuff, personally. That's what I think they should do to ag- accommodate everyone. And I disagree wholeheartedly just because I think how they design is how we should be playing it, personally. But there's multiple difficulties in the game, so how which difficulty are you supposed to play on, then? Mm-hmm. Just whatever difficulty you want. The only thing that it should be affecting with gameplay uh, would just be enemy health and your own health. So the only thing I'll say to that is there's other games that have changed gameplay elements in order to accommodate difficulty. That's not... It's not always just like how difficult the enemies are. There could be how many enemies there are, how many how many strategies you have in order to defeat an enemy. It's just I don't know. There's it no way we'll agree on it because I, no, I, 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 I yeah. But what I'm saying is, is personally, it doesn't hurt anyone to add a difficulty where it accommodates people that makes it more pleasing for them. It doesn't hurt anything. If it still has the same stuff that the original game has and has it in a difficulty that you like, then that, to me, that would make sense because... I guess my only thing is I think you're in a minority when it comes to the elements of... I don't of, think I am. I've, I mean, every a lot of the critique that I hear on the game is nothing about the combat itself when it comes to the Dark Souls element. It's not people being frustrated about that. It's more or less the story, which Cal Kestis does have his issues um, I think it is a very well wrapped up story in the end, but the beginning does start off very slow. But I don't have any issues with the gameplay. Yeah, you don't, but there's there's definitely other people. That there is, do. but that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying I think you're in the minority with it. I, I think the yeah. majority, like my, I'll give an example. Actually, in real life, I have a friend Mark that does not play any of those Dark Souls games whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and he caught on very well. The only issue he had um was uh the beginning of it just trying to learn how to be like not running gun but and that's essentially what you're supposed to do though yeah so the thing is is you're you're of the mindset that you should play a specific way i'm saying like why not give other people the way that they like to play like you're basically sectioning off people because they don't like to play it a certain way like that's why i don't like dark souls because they do the same thing you're forcing people to play a game a certain way and personally i don't think that that's the way a game should be but most games force you to play a specific way um there's not there's not this whole open freedom of it i think we've gotten too used to games giving everything that we want all these choices and games can exist where you don't have a choice um but we actually talked about this off off camera how i am very excited for last of us 2 um that's coming out this year which i can say that and not screw it up right um but i'm also that mindset that i never needed a sequel i thought that story uh i i loved how it just ended and it is a very controversial ending how it happens um spoilers because i'm gonna go it came out in 2013 I mean, Joel is not a good guy. You never, he never tells you that he's a good guy. You just always assume he's a good guy. And he's technically a bad guy. He saves Ellie for his own selfish reasons. Not at all to help the human race or anything like that. He just helps her. That's it, because he wants it. Um, And the game just ends right then and there. They never had to make a two or anything like that, but they chose to end that game right then and there. Right. And people like it, people hate it. Right. 
but you're talking about story beats, which is I am. But I'm 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 using that dichotomy to show right. how you can juxtapose and, those. Things. And, and that's fine with me. Like if you have a linear story and you want you want to tell a story in a certain way, that's perfectly fine. But when you're talking about gameplay, when you're putting it in the hands of the people, it's very different because everyone has their own way to play. I, it's for instance, for instance, Star Wars Battlefront Two. It gets a lot of hate for how accessible it is because it's not like a hardcore shooter per se but then you get more people that get to play it and experience it so is that a bad thing that more people to get to enjoy it and experience it personally i don't think so i think it and just I, depends on your preference with that stuff I, I i understand but that's that's what i'm saying like give people the preference that they want like if they want to give you the option to play the uh realistic way like the original star wars jedi fallen order was make that like a hard mode and then still have your insane difficulty mode and have a more accessible story mode for instance assassin's creed has done a fantastic job of that in their recent games origins and odyssey both had a story essentially like a story historical mode where you could play through the game and just experience the story like it doesn't the gameplay stuff was irrelevant it didn't matter and to me personally i think that's what's exciting about games is giving more people the ability to play them that's just my two cents on that so so the more or less it is him and i will never agree on this with star wars but we both like the game all right we both like the game but do you this is a tangent but do you like that ability in origins no. and odyssey to give people the option to play no. that way i, I really don't so, um, so why i don't uh, i guess is my per, only personally thing. i i think you and i agree that uh games deserve to be more viewed as an art form because they are a form of entertainment right. just like painting music books all that stuff they are they are an art form right um and i think that um the developers the creators the directors all that stuff i believe that they're artists in their own right and we should have to we should experience what they're giving to us don't get me wrong i understand in this media they cater also to fans more so than any other art. I mean, musicians, for the most part, don't cater to fans unless, I guess, they're selling out, so to speak. Yeah. They just put their music out that they want to. But there's a lot more investor stuff that goes on with games as opposed to other media. Yeah. Um, so I actually like experience what the developer has in mind for me. So this is the last thing I'll say. You can re re rebuttal or whatever. No, I'm good. We're going to move but, on, Alex. But to your point... The, or, the thing that had that origins and odyssey has the developers are on record of saying like they are super excited to make stuff like that they like you said they made that like they it's not like that was something that someone else brought in and said that this needs to happen that was something they created and wanted people to experience but not as the way to i guess fully experience the game now again I could be wrong. That might be the actual intended way or it could just right. be a pseudo intended way, I guess. But I don't know. Yeah. It's just my personal preference. Same yeah. thing. Um, I'll go. My last thing is we were talking about Dark Souls earlier is Dark Souls has a very, very, very in-depth lore to it. But you probably if you just played it like just randomly didn't read anything or pick up on any signs, you just be like, OK, I'm just supposed to kill this monster, ring this bell. Mm -hmm. And that's it. I don't understand what's going on. OK, that's it. But if you actually take the time, you can get into this story. I don't know. No. It is what it is, but we do have a few other topics. We'll argue later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
So, next news story we have uh, Capcom registers a brand new trademark for uh, Dino Crisis and Darkstalkers. So, I was really hoping while we were gone, something would get leaked on like a Dino Crisis thing, like within those two and a half weeks. That yeah, we had him. Like, I, I, it was just such a cool news to hear, and then we heard nothing after. Yeah, I don't, yeah, we, we've literally gotten nothing the last two weeks. Yeah, so, uh, I, I would be really excited for a new Dino Crisis game that is kind of in the vein of Resident Evil 2 Remake in that store, sort of uh, uh, spiritual reboot of the series, essentially, or not of the series, but of that game, uh, just because, like, dinosaurs are such a cool uh, thing that I feel like would be best illustrated in games because, obviously, they don't exist in the real world. Uh, and something something as popular as dinosaurs and Capcom has been on such a roll lately with Resident Evil 2 Remake and uh, Devil May Cry 4 and all of that. Five. Or five, yes. Yeah. Sorry, four. Four is in my head. Uh, and Dark, four was a good game too, though. <laughs> Darkstalkers I'm not really as familiar with. but It's an anime fighting game. I'm not into it. If you liked yeah. over, overly sexualized anime women... There's yeah. your jam. That I mean, that's just me personally. There, they were a few characters in the Marvel versus Capcom series. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of like one of my first tastes to it. Though I do think I remember playing one of the PS One games, but um, it's it's not something I'm interested in. Dino Crisis, I am only so that way I can get a remake of what I played on the original Xbox, Dino Crisis Three. Yeah. Um, that was in space. It was amazing. Um, Dinosaurs in space. Yeah like it, it was it was just first off it was on the xbox so it was like beautiful because the other two dino crisis were on the um uh, playstation one um so and everybody knows that when it comes to the 64 bit it's hard to remember that as fondly because it's all polygons triangles all that stuff um but i actually did enjoy the first one not the second one too much but the third one's my favorite so i would really love to see that uh series come back yeah i think they would be able to do it very well without the tank controls too for sure uh our last news story we have dualshock 4 has a new attachment that is a back button attachment uh so we were talking about uh before that uh this attachment just plugs into the bottom of the dualshock 4 and it creates two buttons on the back that you can press into uh, my problem with it was we had a couple problems with it that it's at the end of the generation. Why would you do this? And then the second thing is, is like, I hate how bulky it is. It's so big. Like it's a giant circle that goes on the bottom of your controller. So like when you're holding, for me personally, the DualShock 4 is really small anyways, and I have big hands. So like when I'm gripping the controller, I already feel like I'm tight in there. So I don't want anything else in there. And that attachment would just fucking piss me off. Well, there we go. I already cursed. So, uh, that attachment... Let, oh, no, 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 we're interrupting. Uh, he cussed twice on the episode yeah. that we could not get the audio to work. And then I well, made fun of him today before we started. I was like, yeah. we were going to cuss. Well, there's no audio on it. That's what's going to happen. You're going to screw up the audio again. Control, <laughs> Control already pissed me off with their PlayStation exclusive content that they freaking put out that, that got me on a roll with the PlayStation. Uh... So this back button attachment, I didn't under I didn't understand it from that concept, and you didn't understand it as far as the uh, idea of it being like this late in the generation. However, no, yeah, I did. I completely agree. I thought it was a stupid thing when I heard. I still am still in that mindset after you tell what you're gonna tell. Yeah. However, I think after the news that we got today, 
uh, there's a new patent. Not today. It was a few days yeah. ago. But uh, we have new news that uh, there's a new patent for a new PlayStation controller that drops the home button and then adds the two back buttons on the back of the controller, like built in. And I speculated after we solved that, I was like, that would make sense why they're using that uh, attachment because they're basically saying that the DualShock 4 is going to be backwards compatible with PlayStation 5. That's what we're inferring. Anyways. Yeah, yeah so, they, haven't, they haven't said that as opposed to Microsoft that has said that the other controllers will work. Right. Um, I still, now granted, I've never played really with your Elite series, like the attachments. Yeah. Um, just the normal stuff whenever I played any games on your controller. Um, I, I question the, I guess, the fortitude of the backbone or the back buttons only because if you remember this, and I don't remember if you had one or not, PlayStation Vita, uh, the back of it was a touch screen that you basically had buttons on there too yes. that you could have done things like with Kills, Killzone actually used it decently. Right. Um, Tearaway had other uh, things Didn't for it. It had four, right? Yeah, four corners yeah. basically. And I honestly found that more cumbersome than I did helpful. Um, that could have been because it was a touch screen type thing. There wasn't really a button for it. Um, I just don't know. In my mind, been playing with the same layout of a controller for like 25 plus years so i mean even if you think about the nes controller it's still front facing buttons for mm -hmm. the most part i don't know if i'm going to be able to train my brain to think on a back button to use so the good news is is i don't think that this is going to replace anything these buttons are just going to be programmable i think uh, obviously they're not like xbox saying that. right yes okay. I don't think it's going to be anything where it's a set new button that you press. I think it's just going to be programmable for whatever button you want it to be. So just like the uh, Xbox Elite controller, you won't have to use that if you don't want to use it. At least that's my opinion. But if, correct me if I'm wrong, because just playing off of yours, those back buttons, though, are not on there permanently. Those are detachable, removable. They're not always on there. Well, you actually have to put them on there. Yeah, sort of. They're they're there, but they're like tiny little buttons. Okay. So the, you, the only way you use them is with the paddles yeah. attachments. So uh, you can press them. It's just But that impossible. looks like, at least this from the leaks, button. it looks like yeah. it's a button that's actually on there. It's yes. not something you can physically take off. So, right. Uh, again, I don't know if it's going to be something... For me, maybe it's just their kind of solution to not make a elite controller uh, type thing for PlayStation. Um, it's just their way to kind of get around that right. um, and still give audiences something that they want. Yeah. Because that might be the best feature on an Xbox controller um, of the Elite series. I honestly don't think it is. I think it's just the funny detachable stuff. Right. Um, like when you, because I was playing with it when I was playing Witcher 3, uh, like two weeks ago, that you could pull the joystick off. I thought that was funny. And mm -hmm. the D pad. Yep. That's my personal favorite part about your $200 controller. Yeah. Um, it's but, all magnetic. Yeah. But other than that, I don't know. I just, that's cool that they're trying that. I, I now see more of the reason to get the back button if you want to go ahead and start experiencing it. Yeah. It's still nothing that I'm going to get, though. Right. And as long as they give you the option to disable them, I, I just see this as an added benefit. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, be honest with me. I mean, we're going to obviously go in a little bit of next-gen stuff. Are you really thinking that you're going to use your, besides your Elite, so please take that out of this, you're going to use your old Xbox One controllers for your new console? 
Probably. You think so? Yes, because I don't know because the the uh, control. We'll get to this later in the show, but the new controller that comes with the new console it looks very similar to the Xbox One controller with, yeah. with a couple tweaks. So uh, honestly, I don't think that. Well, so you be... might not buy extra ones, but right. wouldn't you like when you get a new console? Isn't like part of it just get like holding that new controller oh, too in it like I, yeah. don't know, I just don't see myself playing with the playstation 4 controllers yeah. on the playstation 5 i'll try it out for sure but i'll most likely still be using the elite controller because well yeah i would too but yeah. i'm just saying like as far as the regular like yeah you have your blue I, one yeah i probably won't buy any additional controllers yeah there's no there's really no that's honestly to. the most cost effective yeah. thing because playstation 4 and xbox one controllers for black friday were like 35 bucks so i bought one for myself and my brother-in-law and we're under the assumption that it's going to work and microsoft said theirs is going to work so we kind of made out in that deal that we got a new console controller more or less yeah all right so moving on to the games we're playing i'm still playing halo reach uh in the master chief collection still fantastic i love it uh and it's kind of funny because we get to the end of the generation uh or generation we get to the end of the decade now and I started this decade playing Halo Reach back in 2010, and now I've ended this decade playing Halo Reach in 2019. It's kind of crazy how everything's and come you full continued circle, into but... this new decade playing Halo Reach. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, that's super awesome. I'm almost done. I'm about three, well, maybe a little over halfway through unlocking all of the uh, season one content. So uh, also, I kind of dabbled in Hellblade after uh the game awards for very specific reasons that we'll get into later in the show none of it's new. no it's one three weeks. yeah no <laughs> one knows it's three weeks later but yeah that's just a little tease uh and obviously hellblade's a great game i love the you think uh, you're gonna go back to it though yeah i'll finish it. okay i just have to go back to it and finish it i just know Halo's kind of in your blood at this yeah. moment you can't get it out hellblade is a super short game too it's not that it's like five hours if that that's not bad at all so uh the audio in that game is incredible definitely surround sound or speed or uh, headphones if you can uh when you play that game uh the last thing i've been playing is something we were playing uh the other day crash team racing we yep. played on switch and uh it was all right uh i i think it's a it's it's that is a very good way to say that it's kind of like a poor poor man's mario kart so it'll always be mario kart is number one always i i don't know how you get a better kart racer than that yeah um i think crash is a uh a decent second i thought it always was now i kind of remember loving it more on the playstation um like the first playstation um actually talking to my friend chris yesterday he was saying it's because this is this is crash team racing not crash tag team racing and he's like that's when he reminded me he's like dude when we were kids we played tag team all the time like that was where it was like the most fun sequel yeah and so i was like oh yeah you're right about that um my my i i actually love the courses um I, i i think the inventiveness and they had a whole bunch of them too when we were playing there was a lot of courses from a lot of different types of games. Um, I think the customizations of the characters, the carts, everything, uh, far outweighs Mario's uh, as far as Deluxe 8, which is, like, the most expansive one. But, like, you don't get to customize Mario with any, like, outfit. Like, Mario Odyssey, you can. Right. Um, so I think that would be, like, a really cool thing that they add. 
Um, Mario Kart 9. Yeah. I don't know if we'll get one on the Switch. I don't... Yeah. How well 8 Deluxe still does. Yeah. Um... Has there but, ever been a, a platform that didn't have a Mario Kart? A, a new, new one? one? Um, not that I can think of. Since, well, NES, but there wasn't one on right. the NES. Yeah. Um, and the handhelds, some of the handhelds didn't get. Game Boy didn't get yeah. one, yeah. But Game Boy Advance did. Uh, but, I mean, my, my biggest issues with the game is the power-ups. Hmm. There's too few and too, I guess, an accurate to really make a damage yeah now like you and i when we were playing together like you can do some things like i can drop things off to you and do really well but like there's this rolling bomb mm-hmm. uh that comes up and it's it's a very slow movement of an item to actually have effect on you personally like if you're in front of me and i shoot it at you yeah. you can just drift slowly to the yeah. right and you're gonna avoid it it's pretty easy in that sense. And that's where I feel like they were they kind of missed out, I think. Like they could have added something like the uh the iconic rock or whatever that Crash was always running away from, like have that like as a power up that like tracked enemies. Yeah. Almost like the shell from the, the blue well, they, shell. Yeah, they do have the homing missiles. Yeah, they do. Uh which those are okay except for if a character goes in front of a question mark box then it stops homing yeah. them. It, it targets the question mark box, which yeah. I didn't really get on that one. That's annoying as well. Um, but really my biggest issue, and this is a game I got for Christmas, so it's not like I really spent money for it, but I, I, I have liked it. Um, but the load times. Mm. I mean, yes. God damn. <laughs> that is yeah. ridiculous for that game. And what do we think it's going to be like when we're on Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 playing and the load times are like half a yeah. second? Uh, yeah, you're right, because, like, I mean, this is no joke to go from menus and go into any races. You're looking at a good 30 to 45 seconds. And I know we were used to back in the day, like, you'd wait a minute or something like that. But those days are over. Like, yeah. we don't need to keep going backwards. So, I mean, excuse me, if they fix that, I would be perfectly okay with giving it a better score in my head. Yeah. Um, the last game that I have been playing is Control, finally. Um, so I'm going to preface this with saying, uh, Daniel was hundred percent right, uh, back in August when he played it, that I would love this game. Um, it is really high up there now for game of the year with Jedi Fallen Order for me. Um, I loved almost everything about this game. The only thing I didn't was the, I thought, I thought this main story was a little too short, um, for that type of game, but I am excited for the future of it. Yep. Um, there's a lot of end game content too. Um, even after you beat the main story, uh, and it actually is explained very well why there's still end game comp, uh, content for it. Uh, I thought the powers were pretty cool that most of them actually were not, um, they were not required to beat the story. Um, there's only like two pow- powers that like you need these in order to complete the story. Yep. Um, there's three other ones that you're like, oh, I, I found actually one of them after I beat the game, and I didn't even realize it. Uh, I think Jessie's actually a really cool character. Yeah. Uh, I, I think her dichotomy with uh, what's inside her head um, was really cool to kind of... It, it finally explained in a, in a weird and different way a main character talking to themselves, because mm. it's like she's not actually talking to herself, she's talking to what's inside yeah uh her um i thought the supporting cast were really cool i really love the doctor mm-hmm. um not the not the girl but the guy um i can't remember his name but i actually really just like the 
and it's Remedy, so you kind of expect this with live action. Uh, but I really liked how your only interaction with him is through um, videos yep. that you see, like either on the wall or like in a conference room or something like that. And you can actually, and I, this is something I was playing around with, is that like if you move the projector and stuff like that, it'll constantly play just on a different platform then. So like I accidentally levitated while I was watching a video and I knocked over the camera and then it just played sideways. Yes, I did notice that. So as well. I thought that was a really cool like thing Touch. that they did. Yeah. Um but Remedy still continues to kill it. Yep. Um They've I, never made a bad game. They have not. Uh funny thing is, so uh, I don't I don't think I told you this, but one of the main characters is actually the main the voice actor for Max Payne. I figured that out within like the first couple minutes. Oh, really? The original director huh. um, that you immediately see when you go in there. Yeah. Um, that is Max Payne. Oh. So I thought that was cool. Um, I don't want to really spoil too much in it, but the odd connection to Alan Wake is really a cool thing for Remedy fans. Yeah. And um, the second expansion has is, yeah. been teasing something exactly. with Alan Wake. And how they connected with Alan Wake actually makes so much sense mm-hmm. uh, once you like read the little tippets. Um, the one thing I will say, though, that is a big complaint for me is the amount of files to collect. Mm. Uh, I think it was a little much with all that stuff. Um, but still, I, I actually found the environment not boring whatsoever. And I thought no. I would no, uh, with really... it being like just this giant office building. But because of the way they explain this office building, how it performs. Yeah. It's a really cool mechanic how they do that whole thing. It's almost like Luigi's Mansion where like every level yeah. is different. Like yeah. it's not all the same. Yeah, exactly. So So but highly recommend it. I totally understand why like outlets like IGN gave it their game of the year award. For sure. Yeah. And I was very high on it until I read the news earlier about well, the You could talk about that at some news. point here when we get into this stuff. Yeah. Oh the DLC. I'll talk about it when we talk about the DLC. I'm getting so. a drink real quick. All right, so we're gonna move into the topic of the show, uh, the Game Awards. So we have a ton of stuff to talk about from the Game Awards. Uh, obviously, this will be the main part of the show uh, for the first time ever. The topic of the show is the main part of the show. Uh, Sean made that joke last time. That's why I looked that way. Uh, it was funnier the last time. No, whatever. Anyways, the first news story we have from the Game Awards is the Game Awards is celebrating over 45 million live streams. That's an insane number. Like, the Oscars and, like, all that, I don't think they even get close to touching that number. Like, that's absolutely incredible that Jeff Keighley's been able to put that together uh, through all the live streaming platforms, and it's really good to see. I wonder if though it just the only thing that like scares me is that somebody's gonna try to monopolize on that. It's mm-hmm. it's a known entity that um, games as an industry is, is uh, more profitable than both movies and music combined. Yeah. So how long is it until a major network tries to scoop that up? True. I hope Jeff Keighley gets to keep doing his thing. I agree. Because I don't think we would get the authenticity. Because yeah. I think that's something you get with game developers because these people are not besides like the. Um, the voice actors and the performers these people are not like your celebrities that really are only there to dress up nice that day like these people are so genuine that you want to hear like uh, their their speeches and like even Mm -hmm. when other games win awards everyone's like yeah they deserved it they did a good job i thought our game was good but except in the case of the Sekiro developers where they were like surprised when they got game of the year award (laughs) I think it's just the capitalization based off of from softwares 
work. Yeah. Again, we talked about this, and we, we this is actually where we inserted it last time too. Yeah. Um, so the big winner of the night was obviously Sekiro, uh, winning game of the year. Um, but I, I still think it's more or less based upon this year was a good year for games. There was a lot of good games that came out. It just was not. There wasn't a, a killer. Yeah. One. There wasn't God of War, Red Dead Redemption, Halo <laughs> Infinite. Oh. No, I mentioned the two I was going to. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, there wasn't those type of games. But there were very good games, such as Control, mm-hmm. um, Sekiro, mm-hmm. um, Earmuff It real quick, Borderlands 3, uh, Outer Worlds. Um, th- th- but there was a lot of good games that came out this year, so it was yeah. hard to really anybody could have gotten anything. I mean, and, and Jeff Keighley, I feel like every year has gotten better every single year. Like this year was by far the best year. And Jeff Keighley this year, I feel like he didn't hype it up as much as he normally mm-hmm. does, which that helped as well. It helped manage expectations. But then he did have some big announcements, uh, as we'll talk about here in a little bit. Uh, but I just feel like he's really upped his game each year. So that's really exciting to see. He has, yeah. I mean, there's just the the passion that he has for games in total is great to have. You, it's great to have somebody as a gamer that's on our side that's really looked up at, yep. look, looked up to for all this stuff. Because, I mean, I, I don't know how I would feel if somebody that's not a gamer started hosting these things. Yep. If you had, I don't know, this is just a stupid guy. You had Helen Mirren hosting the game awards you'd be like uh, i'm sorry helen you're like 80 years old <laughs> you, you, you say that jokingly but they did freaking joel McHale uh back when the vgx uh that was the last time that spike was involved they did the vgx which was the live stream only version and joel McHale was one of the hosts and he was freaking awful like yeah. he was i can awful. i can see that i like joel McHale when he's like scripted yeah i i could see him not being a good host yeah no it was bad uh, so next news story we have is Humankind was announced with a brand new trailer. It looks very interesting to me. Uh, it looked a lot like Civilization Revolution, uh, which to me was a very interesting game because I played the demo for Civilization Revolution. Yeah, back when demos uh, were actually a thing and every game had one. Uh, that There's was a some now and then. Yeah. <laughs> That was a really fun demo. Like, I enjoyed the heck out of it. I never played the actual game because I just enjoyed playing the demo so much. It was basically the full game, just one one level or whatever. And I really enjoyed that uh, experience. So this looks very interesting as well. It's basically RTS with uh, larger characters, essentially, on a map that's like a normal size map. So it's very cool visual uh, flair. Civilization is always something I wanted to get into. Maybe yeah. this will be the game that I do. I really contemplated buying Civ Six mm-hmm. on uh, Black Friday for the Switch, um, just because I thought that'd be a good portable game to have. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's always something I've wanted to get back into RTS once I clean up some of my 2019 backlog while I'm waiting for. I guess at this point, Ori is my first game of this year that I'm really excited for. Yeah. Um, with, uh, are we talking about that? I don't think so. But uh, with the delay of Ori that ended up happening, just like oh, a month delay. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah just a month delay. It's no longer coming out February 11th. It's March 11th. Yep. Um, but that's really my first game that I'm looking forward to this year. Yeah. So I really want to catch up on things, and I like you and I talked about, is I actually do want to try out Halo Wars. Halo Wars 2. Um, 2, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I want to try it out just because it's been forever since I played the first one, yep. um, and I thought that was a very well-executed RTS. Very good game. Uh, 
Next up, we have No More Heroes 3 was announced at the Game Awards on Switch for 2020. So, No More Heroes, I know virtually nothing about, so... We did this uh, last time, same, yeah. it's not a series I'm into. It's not a series you're into. Um, but... I played the first two on the Wii. Yeah. Um, they're odd games. I mean, when a char- your main character's name is Travis Touchdown, what do you expect? Yeah. Um, it's They're quirky, very Japanese um i actually wasn't even a big fan of the second one i i the first one was okay um the spinoff that they released on switch that came out last year mm-hmm. um did not do very well as far as like i know um, that there's a lot of people that are uh very invested in the mainline franchise yeah. like that really lauded but obviously it's not my type of game so yep. i've never played it yep. so i would agree with you on that yeah so but anyways there's another exclusive to look forward to switch Yep. Um, you know we at least have that coming and Animal Crossing this year. Yep. Possibly Zelda. Please God, Zelda. Yep. <laughs> Very true. Uh, so our next one we have is Weird West announced. So this is interesting as well because this looks a lot like Diablo except set in a Western uh, with like a Borderlands-esque art style. Uh, this is from the team that uh, Ra- Ralph uh, from uh, Bethesda he left Bethesda Games, or shoot, not Bethesda, uh, Prey Developer, uh, Arcane. Arcane, yeah. He left Arcane and went to uh, his brand new studio that I, I'm forgetting the name uh, of the it's developer. It's a wolf. Wolf. Wolf, uh, wolf Eye. Yeah. yeah. Wolf Eye. This is their brand new game, and obviously we both love Diablo, so this looks super intriguing to It looks really cool because it looked like, first off, what you were shown, it looked like potentially that's pretty much gameplay footage mm-hmm. um and it was a really cool kind of like a a sci-fi maybe zombie-esque or demonic um looter shooter when it comes to borderlands art style as well so yeah. I, I don't know it looked really cool yeah as far as what they were showing off to us for sure and it was just a quick look but i'm already impressed considering ralph didn't leave arcane for i don't know that was just a few months ago yeah. that he left so no uh, release date though, right. or anything like that. No, I don't even think I gave us a window if no. I remember right. No, so probably uh, look for a next gen. Yeah. Our next one, uh, we have Ghost of Tsushima that got pushed or not pushed. It got announced for summer 2020. So this is a lot sooner than what I predicted. I predicted a fall 2020 release alongside PlayStation 5 as like a cross gen title. And you said I think it was coming sooner rather yeah. than that. I I was assuming August. Yeah. Uh, which that's again, probably that's when technically it will be. summer. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't know why you would release it after Last of Us when you know it's coming at the end of May. No, that'd be stupid. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the trailer, more stuff. Um, what's my biggest pet peeve with this game right now? Getting shown off. Still no gameplay. That's right. what I want to know because. While I loved Infamous, the story was far and away outshined by its gameplay. Um, and Sucker Punch is known for their gameplay. I mean, you got yeah. Spyro's, or it's not Spyro, Sly as well when it comes to, yes, there was a story, but the gameplay was king with that stuff. So that's what I'm most looking forward to seeing. I'm not going to be caring about uh, any of this stuff that's going on in Feudal Japan. I just want to see what the gameplay is going to be like. My thing is, is uh, I trust uh, Sucker Punch and ghost of tsushima looks really good but if it plays like freaking dark souls or something like that i don't think it will if it does i'm out yeah (laughs) but i i agree i don't think it will either i think it'll be something entirely different Uh, my thought is some form of i guess combined like the third person perspective 
a little bit better when it comes to Infamous with maybe the action of a Devil May Cry. Mm. Possibly Neo. Now, I know Neo is very inspired by Dark Souls, but it does not play like a Dark Souls game like you might think. I know I don't think you've ever played it before. No. Um, but it's very, very fast-paced and action-oriented. Um, so it's nothing that... like Your whole methodology of running gun, mm-hmm. you could do that in Neo. Now, certain enemies you're going to have to be smart about, specifically the bosses, but you can do that. Um, so I can kind of see it coming like that. But still... It's good that we got a release date coming out before, obviously, the PS5 supposedly launches. Yeah. Um, so it's good that uh, Sony and Microsoft, I think, right now are set up to have a very good year first party-wise from both mm-hmm. from both studios. Nintendo is really the only one we don't know that much about. Yeah. So my only thing is, is uh, for these cross-gen games, if Ghost of Tsushima does end up coming for PlayStation 5, I hope it's not a situation where they do like a definitive edition on PlayStation 5 and that they just give you the same version of the game. Uh, Actually, Phil Spencer's been talking about that, where Xbox Play Anywhere, their program where you can play, uh, if you buy a game on Xbox Store, you can play it on PC as well. I hope that Sony does the same thing for PlayStation 5. So if there's a version of Ghost of Tsushima that comes out on PlayStation 5, I hope to God you don't have to buy it again. That would... That would make me mad. I don't I know, think so. I know it will work backwards yeah. compatibility wise, but like as far as like a new version on PlayStation Five, uh, all I can say is I don't think so. I don't yeah. have any evidence right. or any quotations to back up anything that I would have an argument for. Yeah. Phil Spencer's the only one that's come out for it. Uh, Sony has played this upcoming uh, generation very close to the vest, mm-hmm. unless it's talking to uh, that PC magazine. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, true. For, for some reason, that's the only place they'll talk to. Which that's a, kind of a bizarre yeah. way to like <laughs> announce your details. Hey, <laughs> this this our, this one news outlet yeah. has the news story of what our PlayStation Five. is Yeah, like not Polygon yeah. or IGN or anything like that. Right. So our next news story we have is Gears Tactics is uh, coming to PC on April 28th. So Gears Tactics is the XCOM-esque Gears game. So apparently this game has like a 40-hour story, which if that's 40 hours of story and like maybe 20 of that is... uh, 20 of that is like uh, consistent gameplay and then you get maybe 10 hours of cutscenes or no that sounds like a Kojima type game no uh, but or I'm just saying pause like, and save in the middle of a cutscene yeah no if you I, I don't I don't think anyone wants something that it's just like like I think we were talking about this last time where it's just so drawn out uh, 40 hours sounds like a lot for that kind of game but if they have a lot of story in there I'm totally okay with that I probably won't play it because I wasn't really into the XCOM games uh, before, like the turn-based strategy-type games. Well, I think that, yeah, you're right. This is the path that we went down. Um, Maybe we should always record this. That way we remember after. Yeah, exactly. But, like, my thought is that XCOM can be very punishing in the fact of you can have an hour-long battle Hmm. that you can't save at all in that, and then if you die or any of your characters die that you wanted to have live, that's it. Yeah. Like you, you, you're screwed with that stuff. You have to restart the entire battle over. That's something that I'm hoping that those 40 hours is not just 40 missions that are an hour long. Yeah. That it's like multiple missions that are broken up. That you get to have a little bit more exploration with it. I think this is actually um, just like how Halo was able to finally branch out of the main line um, with like Spartan Assault, which I get wasn't great, um, but like other games like Halo Wars, even Halo Reach, because that wasn't like a 
main main line. It wasn't a numbered game. Yeah. Um, but this is, I think, where finally Gears gets to branch out of their comfort zone, too, mm-hmm. and tell more of their story outside of the main characters. Yeah. Agreed. And Gears Pop doesn't get talked about a whole lot, but it's actually a super fun mobile game. Ah, see, it, I didn't like it. I tried it, but I didn't like it. It's basically it's like a card game mm. that is mixed with like strategy and tower defense. And I I love tower defense games back in XBLA Xbox Live Arcade games. I used to play those all the time. Tower defense games. I love those those types of games. So that that game's really good in my opinion. Uh, Next, we have a brand new IP announced, 9 to 5, which is a tactical first-person shooter. Uh, It looks very much like a Rainbow Six-esque type of game. It has some former Remedy developers that are, uh, among others, uh, that are making this game. Um, The game looks interesting, but to me, the the question I have is this... uh, where exactly are they going to fit within the tactical shooter genre like i feel like rainbow six has kind of dominated that genre like rainbow six siege has done such a great job supporting the game with every year of content i think they're on like year five of content that's insane like there's so many operators so many maps and they've been on record saying they would love to have a hundred operators in the game which is this insane amount of operators but uh, I just don't know where like a game like this that looks very much in the same vein fits into. I would agree. You always have to look how you're going to, whenever it comes to adding a new game or new IP into a same market, you have to look at, okay, I have to take my, I have to take the share away from that game. So Rainbow Six um, in this instance and Rainbow Six has done such a good job with keeping their community together and engaged. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you take them away from it. Yeah. Um, a lot of games are always looking for that continuously like playing type thing. Like Obviously, you're continuously playing right now Halo. Um, if you were huge into Destiny, that would be something that you continuously play. Which but, I was back in the day. Yeah, it's just hard to get people away from that stuff. I mean, look at Fortnite, too, mm-hmm. or Apex, or any of those games. Like It's just so hard to take people away from their known quantity and unless you're going to show something not just different but different to the point where it's going to lure them Hmm. i I don't know how you survive true but i mean it it is former remedy devs we just talked about how they don't make a bad game as far as remedy themselves but um new studio yeah so who knows it could be a very good game it's just today's world is not all just about being a very good game yeah it's what you offer your community yep and what do you offer years down the line yep. when this game doesn't necessarily have the same appeal as mm-hmm. like that launch window? Uh, the next story we have is Green Day has been announced for Beat Saber, and actually has it already come out it's by out. this yep. point? Yep. Okay. It's out. Yeah, so Green Day is in Beat Saber. It doesn't have their best songs on it. It's really? got It's got Minority, and it's got American Idiot. It has uh, Wake Me Up With September. I hate that song, too. Wake uh, Me yeah. Up. We're gonna now get we're striked, yeah. yeah. Um, but Minority is actually one of my favorite songs off their uh, album Warning. Um, but still, I, I haven't bought that or the Panic of the Disco songs. I'm not a Imagine Dragon fan either, but I haven't bought those. Um, it's just a little too pricey. Um, the one thing I will say though is this: uh, this is actually giving me hope now that I saw this on my copy. Yeah. Um, because it was something we didn't mention that actually happened at the beginning of this month. Um, or sorry, of December, mm-hmm. uh, but Beat Saber was bought by Facebook. 
mm-hmm. or not Facebook, but you know, Oculus. Yeah. As far as that goes, so we're all under the assumption that okay, maybe they're going to develop a no, new game or no DLC is going to come. But it looks. I could be corrected eventually, but it looks like it's going to go the route of Minecraft that Microsoft does. Mm-hmm. Microsoft has yet to make a Minecraft 2. They are making Minecraft Dungeons, I know, that comes out this year. Yeah. But they are still supporting every single platform for Minecraft updates. Yeah. So I'm hoping that's something that Oculus and pseudo um, Facebook realizes they should do with Beat Saber. So I think that they will support Beat Saber until the point where they want them to make their next game. And when they make their next game, I think that will be an Oculus exclusive. It's possible, but it's also a... It's not a big developer, um, as far as a team. Right. Um, I don't know well, because this is the unfortunate part, is as much as I give crap about Microsoft um, not giving us numbers for the Xbox One, which, by the way, a little antidote for you, so Switch has now technically surpassed the Xbox One in sales, but that's because Xbox One has not reported their sales right. in so many years. Yeah. Um, but they, PlayStation uh, is the only ones that I know of that have announced anything of PSVR sales. Mm. Oculus or Vive has not. Right. So I think it's all dependent on how many copies are out there if they do it too. Because while I think there's been successful experiences in games on um, VR units, mm-hmm. it has still not made a leap that a lot of people were projecting no. that this is going to be the new future. And I don't think it was and, ever going to be in my mind. Yeah, and even like PlayStation VR, which is the most uh, is the highest selling uh, VR yeah. platform, it's only accounting for what two percent of the entire PlayStation. I think it's like base. up about like four or five million. Oh, okay. I don't know if they announced what Black Friday numbers were though, because there were some very good deals on Black Friday. Gotcha. Yeah, it's. It, I think it's, it's a very a cool peripheral. The, yeah, it's a very cool peripheral to have. It's it's a very cool device, and it does some very cool things. I think the problem is always going to come back to price, and yeah. it, it it runs into the same problem that the Kinect had on 360, where you have actually not on 360, more Xbox One. Yeah, that's where it was success on 360. 360 it was a failure yeah, on one. 360, yeah. it actually sold like. Uh, 13 or 14 million which is insane and that's with the star wars dancing game yeah exactly (laughs) and xbox one we know that whole deal that it actually increased the cost of xbox one hardware which was part of the reason why it sold worse than playstation 4 but obviously other reasons as well like poor messaging and all that uh but yeah it'll be interesting to see what they do with uh with the future of beat saber and and that it did win uh best vr game though yeah uh, the game awards which deservedly so i think a close second probably would have been blood and truth now i did also get trover saves the universe uh for christmas so i am planning on playing that at some point here soon made by squanchy games basically justin roiland wrote it from rick and morty so i'm looking forward to that but i really do think beat saber deserves it as well absolutely uh the next one we have from game awards this was kind of a surprise sort of uh wolf among us 2 was re-announced at the game awards uh, obviously, this is coming from Telltale Games, not the original Telltale Games. The reimagined Telltale y- Games. Yes, they basically another company bought the rights to Telltale's uh, name, and uh, they brought back a few of the former Telltale people. But obviously, it's nowhere near. It's not the same studio at all. It's just a couple people coming back yep. working at the same uh, place. Uh, but they have re-announced Wolf Among Us 2, and they're no longer using the proprietary Telltale engine that they 
they formally used the awful game engine that just never performed well at all they're using unreal engine 4 which is definitely going to be a huge leap for them in terms of performance and visuals so we talked about this last time that we think wolf among us is a top tier of their of original telltale's properties yeah. uh now i know it's actually my favorite but you rank walking dead ahead of that yes. uh season one yes season um one. and then borderlands uh telltale Tell- uh, yep. what, uh tales, tales from, from the borderlands, borderlands yep. um is in that top three for it but um i was kind of surprised that this is actually coming as well uh, my only thing is i don't know if it's gonna i i just don't see adventure games is a lot of people want to see adventure games they want to see them as like man everyone wants to play this they they want to and it's like guys if anything like all these games these days have shown that like no one gives two crafts about the story yeah they really just want good gameplay and those games don't have gameplay yeah i mean fortnite most played game in the world it's all gameplay there's no story and the other problem is is with a game like an adventure game like what telltale makes if you don't have a really good story, then you don't really have much of a game because there's not really any yep. gameplay mechanics that could save that. Uh, uh, let's just hope it's not episodic. And and the only other IP that they they uh, acquired from the whole Telltale dissolving is Batman. Yeah. So Batman and Wolf Among Us is all they have. And Which Batman the first season was not terrible. Yeah, they did it had they had right. it had an interesting twist with his parents. Yeah. Um. But still, I mean, it's. I don't know. Those games, I unfairly judge based on my technical issues with them too. Yeah, um, you don't like walking simulators. Yes, and I also the we were talking about this. I think the last time about how we really hope that it's not episodic. Mm-hmm. Um, you were just talking about how like you don't know how it's gonna perform, and Telltale always had a curse of episode four, always yeah. being a very weak episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that that's the route they should go down is episodic for this at all. They yeah. need to stop that whole game. I agree. But they probably will still do use it. <laughs> More than likely, yeah. Uh, uh, our next story, uh, back to Control. Control's free Expeditions DLC is out right now, as of three weeks ago. So, uh, What is it, though? I, I need to look that up, because uh, uh, obviously I beat the game, but I don't know what it is. I think it was like some kind of wave-based thing. Uh, you can look that up while, while we're continuing, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure it was like some kind of wave-based uh, DLC where you would have like continuously uh, um, evolving enemies that you would have to face off against. I could be wrong on that, but uh, there's also they announced that the first expansion is coming March 26th, which we discovered. Oh, it's, the ju- it's the jukebox stuff. It's jukebox. just more inside. Oh, okay. It's just more inside the jukebox stuff. Okay, that's all. Uh, so the first expansion that's paid is coming March 26th, which today. We just dis- well, I just discovered that uh, it's only coming to PlayStation Four on March twenty sixth. Uh, we were talking about this before, and I looked it up online, and I was like, "Oh, PlayStation Store actually has the season pass on sale right now, and the DLC is not even out yet." I was like, "Oh, yeah. you could jump on that." And then I looked for it on the Xbox Store. I'm like, "Wait, why can't I find this on the Xbox Store?" So then I looked it up. Apparently, they put it in their press release. In very small print, they said something to the effect of Xbox One and PC will get the ex- Expansion 1 after it's already out on PlayStation 4. They'll You'll be able to purchase it. So you can't even purchase it right now. Even if I wanted to give Remedy my money, I can't because it's not available. That It's deals like this that just infuriate me. The whole Destiny DLC infuriated me back when I loved playing Destiny. Like 
that infuriated me to no end. I was constantly tweeting at Bungie and some of the community guys at Bungie that I had been well-versed with back in the Halo days, and it was just very frustrating. And this seems like a very similar situation that I absolutely hate when they companies do this. Why? This doesn't benefit anyone. I think but, the only thing it benefits is their bottom line. Yeah, but it's like, if you already own the game, this is just DLC. This isn't even, like, the actual game. So, like, if you own Control at this point, uh, then you own Control. Like, whatever platform you own it for, you're not going to go buy a PlayStation 4. Well, and I, the, the actually biggest issue that I have with this is that, first off, this DLC is basically coming nine months after launch. Maybe mm. eight months. Um, that's tough to kind of like most people probably beat control and that was it there wasn't too much reason to go back because it's a single player game um obviously i just got it for the holiday so i'm still playing it um but it just those types of games to go like zelda zelda you basically went a year between that and that was very hard to go back to because at that point i'm like crap i don't remember how to do this anymore yeah. i forgot about all that stuff so I don't like that when it comes to single-player games that the DLC is that long after the launch. Yeah. I'd prefer not even any DLC, such as God of War. God of War didn't do any DLC. Hmm. Corey Balrog even said that to begin with. The story is the story. That's it. Yeah. So I appreciate that, that they were like, I'm not going to give you anything like nine months after the fact. Or give us like a standalone DLC like Last of Us had with oh, uh, Left, Left Behind. Behind. Yeah. yeah, like I like that kind of stuff. Or Far Cry uh Far Cry 4 Blood Dragon or Blood Dragon yeah or 3 Blood Dragon I don't remember I thought Blood Dragon was on 3 okay yeah but stuff like that I feel like is more suited yeah. when you do expansion type stuff uh next news story is a PlayStation 5 news story the first uh, PlayStation 5 game the first PlayStation 5 game proper announced uh Godfall which is being published by Gearbox uh, it's a fantasy looter slasher is what they're calling it, and it's been announced for PlayStation 5 and PC for holiday 2020. Um, obviously, this, this game looks very intriguing, and it looks very much like a uh, hack and slash, like Devil May Cry-esque type game. or Maybe. I mean, No gameplay. No. It's just a teaser yeah, trailer. just like a teaser uh, kind of indicative of, you know, final art style, yeah. I guess. I mean, it looked interesting um, as far as what it was. I don't know. I don't know why everything has to be a looter slash something at this point, but yeah. that's just me. I, I have issues when it comes to sing like multiple type genres. I don't know why we have to have everything has every single thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, RPG mechanics are all the rage now. Every game has to have some sort of RPG mechanic. Well, or it really doesn't have to have it. Assassin's Creed started uh, with just RPG mechanics, and now it's pretty much an RPG. It is, <laughs> yeah, it is a definition of an RPG. Yeah. Uh, it's just a global one. You can never say it's a Western or a Japanese RPG at this point. Yeah. Um, but cool. I mean, it's our first game that's announced for PS5 um again know nothing about it you probably know um just as much as just looking at that as you would at any other game that they've kind of teased at this point yeah um so cool i'm glad i'm glad we have a game that's about all i can say to it i mean granted you have all your playstation 4 games that you'll be able to play um i'm not really nothing that gets launched as far as game wise is going to be dependent on if I'm going to purchase the console or not. I know I'm going to get a PlayStation 5. I know you're going to get a Scarlet. Um, I know those two quantities. 
Um, I see the, what you did there. Yeah. The, the only thing that, and I know that I will have games to play and you will have games to play. So a game is not going to sell me on if I'm going to get the console or not. Mm. Um, the only thing that's going to sell me on the console at this point is the price. Yeah. That, that, that is my main thing. And I know we're about to jump into it here after another news story. Um, but that's my going to be my only thing that's going to at all crux anything is what am I looking at for launch price? Yeah. Uh, so our next news story is one that you would be familiar with because I've never played this. But uh, well, yeah, we, I mean, I still haven't even played the DLC, but the Marvel Ultimate Alliance second DLC is out. It is the Rise of the Phoenix DLC this time around. Um, so you get like more X-Men characters because obviously now with Disney and Fox... Disney owning Fox, more or less, uh, they can now be a part of the Marvel Universe again, mm. which I always thought was a stupid thing, but yeah. that's just me. Um, but you get, uh, obviously, Jean Grey, Cyclops, I think Rogue, and maybe Beast is in there. Um, Wolverine was already there. Uh, but cool. I'm glad they're still supporting this game. I mean, I thought it was a fun game. It's not, mm. it's not doing anything revolutionary. The Marvel Ultimate Alliances weren't. I think they're a fun party game. I would like you and I to play it at some point, yep. um, just to kind of give it a go. But, I mean, they're they're decent games just to kind of do, like, button-mashy hack-and-slash things. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly think, especially with how popular Marvel is these days, it'd be, like, a perfect family game. Because it's obviously, you know, it's not going to be blood-intensive or anything like that. The kids are going to see their favorite heroes and all that stuff. Yep. So, it's just cool that they're still supporting this. Agreed. Uh, and, of course, it's another thing that Nintendo just grabbed out of nowhere. I don't think anyone anticipated that. That's very true, happen. yeah. yeah. That was when that was announced during E3 of this past, uh, yeah. past one in 2019. So yep. it's just funny how they got that. I'm curious how well it sold. Yeah. Um, before we go into our news story, uh, prediction-wise, of course, I didn't get Bayonetta th- any update on Bayonetta 3, so I am done watching the Game Awards because, <laughs> my God, give me something. Did you even watch the Game Awards? I watched them via you. Oh, yeah, me screaming uh, for this next news story. Uh, Our next news story is Project Scarlet is now Xbox Series X, which was announced at the Game Awards, and it has a brand new design that has not been really done with a console before, where it basically looks like, almost looks like a PC tower. It stands upright. Obviously, you can lay it down as well. They they confirmed that, Uh, but it's definitely a big box uh for the power that's inside of it um but they announced series x with a sizzle reel i wasn't sure what the heck we were getting when we first uh saw the trailer i was like what is this bioshock like the camera shot went into the water and i was like is this a bioshock game and then all of a sudden you see a car go past and i was like wait a minute that looks like forza like every every car game and i know this is like deja vu but every car game has like its own visual style like gran turismo has its own style forza has its own style and flair and as soon as i saw that car i was like that looks like forza and then they cut away from that to a soccer game i was like uh fifa like what what's happening i still was confused and then they showed Master Chief walking up the fucking ledge, and there I go again, because I'm excited. That's and, twice. You did yeah. the same amount in the last episode. I, know. I just want to be clear. I, I get to cuss as much as I want uh, from now yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> I've screwed it up. I, I apologize. I have never cussed you always I apologize to all the children that are listening to this podcast. Probably none, so we're probably fine. Uh, but they show Master Chief walking up to the ledge. Looked absolutely incredible. Obviously, it's indicative of Halo Infinite. Uh but didn't really show much else other than those three shots. 
Uh, but it's very exciting because we finally have a name, and Microsoft made the bold decision to go first at the Game Awards. Obviously, I don't think anyone anticipated us getting the name being announced at the Game Awards. Name or console, no. Right. Uh, you would think that would just be a special event, just like yeah. how they did the this la- this current generation, how they did. They yeah. both had their separate events and Ex- everything. Exactly. And that went so well for Microsoft with Xbox One, so, I mean, you'd... Just kidding, it didn't. Well, I think they learned from their mistake as far as PlayStation 4 dominated the conversation for three solid months yeah. before Xbox had their event in May. That's true. Um, yeah. So I think they were like, okay, we need to at least... Go first. Yeah, go first, see if there's some momentum we could carry, because now no press release has said anything about there being events next year. We're all just assuming they're both going to have an event before mm-hmm. E3, but uh, still Xbox out of the gate is coming out with name look um controller look as well yeah um games that you pretty much knew were coming but were confirmed so you have three now confirmed games for xbox one uh sorry xbox series x which is halo uh fifa and um uh, what's the other one forza forza yep. although they're not confirmed necessarily but you see when you yes. see it in that type of reel yeah yeah i turn 10 uh skipped a year last year they didn't release a, a yeah. game so they're gonna have an extra year to make forza motorsport yep. you presume uh, some of the specs uh, that they did confirm, uh, they said the Series X is four times more powerful than Xbox One X, which is insane because One X is a very powerful console as it is. Uh, so it supports horizontal and vertical orientation, as we talked about. Uh, backwards compatibility with thousands of games over all three generations previously. So all of your backwards compatible games that you can play on Xbox One, you can still play on Series X. Uh, so that's a huge catalog right there. Um, and they did say 4K 60 frames per second is the target for the console. Uh, and you can get up to 120 frames per second with variable refresh rates. So I think the thing uh, that's interesting is uh, just seeing like the load times and see how big of a deal that is and see uh, what the next gen really is defined by. I think the next gen is going to be more defined by performance than necessarily visuals because uh, I feel like the visual upgrade we got for the most part with PlayStation 4 Pro and Xbox One X, and now we're going to get more of the performance aspect. Of yeah, it. I'm not really worried because, I mean, I, I really think like my holy crap moment at the beginning of this generation was um, actually a smaller game called Resogun, was just looking at all the particle effects that were going on yeah. um, and just that detail. So I agree with you that we we are to the point of, I think, a lot of realism stuff. Um, yeah. Just like, it, it, the games look pretty. If your game doesn't look pretty, then I don't know what to tell you. I think it's, for the most part, it seems very easy at this point because a lot of games do. I mean, I remember Assassin's Creed... Um, uh, origins uh, when you're on the river in Egypt and you're like oh my god this looks so pretty and like I could see that easily running on the Xbox Series X um, so I think that stuff looks good now it's like what's going to be going on underneath that water or what's going to be going on left or right of you and all that stuff so I think that's going to be really what defines it I think we're but we're going to see some sort of video and Digital Foundry is going to break it down for us and everything mm-hmm. where they're going to load the same game and that's what people are going to be like oh my god did you see how fast they got into this game that's yeah. where people are going to be starting to freak out and I did just remember while we were talking about that that there was a leak uh, this past week uh, about the perf- the uh, nothing confirmed nothing confirmed but basically a leak that people are speculating is. Uh, 
comparing the power uh what people are saying right now is that the playstation 5 is going to be uh around like nine teraflops so just to put it in perspective xbox one x is six teraflops uh and playstation 4 the original is like 1.2 or something like that uh just to give you like an idea of where that lands uh people are speculating it's going to be 9.2 teraflop gpu for playstation 5 and the rumor for scarlet is that it's going to be a 12 teraflop gpu so obviously this is all speculation right now but this almost this almost makes me think that sony is trying to undercut microsoft on the price again uh so that microsoft launches at a higher price point and maybe it's a more powerful console obviously but it's it's not necessarily getting the advantage of the lower price point but what the one wild card that we haven't talked about is uh xbox um uh lockhart which is the lower powered the rumored lower powered uh xbox one xbox series x or xbox next xbox whatever the fuck you want to call it uh you don't even care anymore do you what you just cussed again oh (laughs) son of a gun i didn't even realize that i did so whatever you want to call it so my idea is that they would call it xbox series s because it would fall in the same naming convention that xbox one s and I just xbox get away from one the letters xbox one s and xbox mm-hmm. one x has so that's my idea so if microsoft does that obviously lockhart would be a lower price i was gonna console. say there's the rumors of the lockhart though is that it's actually lower power than the current x out right now uh, sort of that yes. that's my only issue with it's, that console at this moment well sort of the the thing the rumor right now is that the cpu is the exact same in the x and the and the uh lockhart and the series x and lockhart so that's the rumor right now that the cpu is the same the gpu is just less powerful so the xbox one x the cpu and the xbox one x is identical to the cpu and the xbox one s it's only the gpu that's more powerful so people are conf- maybe confused at home if yeah, you don't probably know the names but, and all that stuff yeah i agree but you're <laughs> so it's very different you can't really compare lockhart to xbox one x because it has a very different architecture the the to put it in layman's terms the uh picture that it displays will will display in lower resolution than xbox one x but it has the ability to play the next gen games because it has the higher powered internals if that makes sense uh so obviously you'll still get the benefit of the ssd with quick load times and stuff like that but you won't have as powerful of a a console for a premium experience well truthfully at this point especially after a few weeks what's going on in my head as a consumer um now obviously i'm a biased consumer because playstation is my primary console um it is the one that i have gotten every time i i, I never had a 360 um so you i never am had a 360 no there was like seven of them in my college so there was no reason to have one whenever one in my dorm had one or gotcha. my frat house um that's how i was able to play like crackdown and all that stuff mm-hmm. um but I am obviously leaning towards a PlayStation 5 pretty much no matter what. Um, the only thing that could probably kill that for me is the price. Mm. Um, right now, it is all dependent on what Xbox shows me with prices for both the Series X and the unannounced Lockhart Edition. Yeah. Um, that's where I really want to see because 
at this moment, I still have said that PlayStation uh, first-party experiences speak more to me than Xbox. Uh, but Xbox has done a great job the last two years of acquisitions, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's good to see what they're going to going to continue to do uh, with those acquisitions. Like what what the team's going to make as far as projects going forward. Yeah. Um. So depending on what comes out of those studios, would lean me towards okay, let's get an Xbox at or Xbox Series at launch. Uh, but I need to see what price because I don't personally. I'm not going to spend a thousand dollars on two consoles at once. Right. Um, because obviously I want games too. Yeah. I'd rather get an experience of one altogether. But yeah. if the Xbox Lockhart is like we're maybe thinking three four forty nine something like that three forty nine and then maybe PS five four forty nine yeah. and then maybe Lockhart at five hundred though I know Destin Legary on Xbox or Unlocked even said that he's now worried about the five hundred dollar price tag because of what's inside the Series X. Yeah. Um, but you mentioned too how you don't see xbox making a playstation 3 mistake Mm -hmm. where it's like hey 600 bucks and the other thing is is uh, phil spencer in the past has always said that consoles should be an affordable price so like when people were asking about what xbox one x was going to cost when they first announced uh project um scorpio uh that was the original code name for xbox one x when they first announced project scorpio people were asking about price and phil consistently said I want to. Obviously, it's going to be a premium console, but it's not going to be something out of the normal for a console price point. So I, that's why the comments like that make me think that Series X yeah. is going to be five hundred. Five hundred's not bad. I still would obviously like to see it lower because that's still half a grand. Um, parents see that during the holiday season, they're like, "No," nah, because we know they're not going to be on sale in the holiday season. Yeah. Um, people see that, they're like, "Oh, that's a little too much to spend for it." But I just don't see either one going above that threshold. But who knows with everything? But yeah. it'll be interesting. Like I said, I don't see the games are not what's going to sell me. You're already going to buy an Xbox Series X, even if Halo wasn't an initially a launch game. You yeah. would you would have already bought it. Oh, yeah. Same thing with PlayStation Five. Yeah. Uh, that, that's just what I'm going to do. Those are my those are my consoles. Right. You and I both got it switch at launch which yeah. is things that we wanted um so yeah. it's all dependent then on now what we're going to see on price if we want to get an extra if you want a playstation 5 mm-hmm. or if i want um xbox series yeah so so uh you said xbox series do you want to go the approach of what we did the first time that you act like you don't know what it is or? no no oh, i okay. still i still stand behind though that i think but it's not called X, xbox series. it's not yeah. but that's what i'm just saying it okay is. Yeah, uh, I, I thought still, you were trying to lead me no. into doing the same thing. No, like, I just okay. really hate the X at the end now. So, that, that's my that's my main crux about the whole thing. So yeah, we were talking about this last time. But he didn't know that it was. In just my defense, Xbox. it was a. They had to come out the next day and clarify what the real name was. They did. Phil did say it on stage though, he but he said had to clarify. Xbox. You shouldn't have to clarify what it is. In my opinion. I don't know. Anyways, that's a whole other debate. No. The Series X name, I personally think it's a fine name because you've already put all this marketing into the Xbox One X, which people weren't confused about that. I mean, people bought the Xbox One X. They weren't confused. Uh, and you marketed it as the most powerful console. So, like, people see that X as most powerful, essentially. And you have the Xbox One S, which is labeled as being the lesser powered console. That's your standard console. That's why it's S. So to me, it makes perfect sense. And I this is why I think they're going to call it Xbox Series S for Lockhart, if that does indeed become true. 
because uh, that is all speculation right now. But Xbox Series X makes sense because you have essentially the ability now to go beyond generations. You don't create new generations anymore. You're just going to be Xbox Series S, Xbox Series X, Xbox Series Z, Xbox Series Y, whatever the fuck, whatever the fudge. I didn't say it. I said fudge. Uh, whatever you want to call it, you you have the ability to do that. And Phil did say, this is our new Xbox console, Xbox Series X. And the Series X just describes that console, that tower, that big console. And I even had the idea that they could have three different sizes. So you have the full-size tower, that's your Series X. You have the next size down, which is your Series S. And then you have like a little cube that I, I thought would be a cool idea for like a series uh i don't know c i don't know something like a streaming type box so they've been pushing x cloud so if you just wanted a streaming only device or something that could play like limited games or something to that effect that's just my i'm just throwing out ideas but it to so me I, that's why I, I think that makes sense the only i and you and i will not agree on this um just because how i'm thinking you're not going to convince me to think differently i think cool the xbox and then having it a series or saying but now your platform is just called xbox makes right. complete sense right. totally understand it playstation's done it for years it's worked out fine there's no confusion with that my issue is really just the x part mm-hmm. um and that's just how, how i feel i i think that you could have gone a different letter yeah. because your last console that you came out with was called the x at the end right and a lot of people anecdotally refer to it as the X. Mm-hmm. A lot, like a lot of uh, media journalists, um, I'll take Ryan McAfee for instance, he doesn't call it the Xbox One X, he just calls it the X. Right. A lot of people do. So I think in that sense, you're getting a little bit of confusion with it. I really hope that your prediction of calling it the S is also not something that they do. I think, I, I don't know, I just would rather them do something different as far as coming up to it. Now maybe in the future... That's what they do. They just mm-hmm. set it up for now. Perfectly fine. I'm just looking at it, though, for what yeah. was announced at the moment. And um, I get your point with the X saying McCaffrey's talking about the X, but I think it's a little different because the Series X isn't even out yet. So, like, McCaffrey talking about the X isn't really confusing because that Series X isn't even out. No, but I'm just saying that I, I still don't I, – yeah. there was no reason to call your console – the first one that was announced, the Xbox Series X, just uh, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, I think they did it purely for that most powerful console because they even put it again on Series X. They put most powerful console. So we should so, blame Apple for this whole thing because they started yeah, this X bullshit? Because I mean, they skipped nine? I, technically, if <laughs> you think about it actually apple is a great a great point because apple does the same thing xbox or xbox now i'm on xbox iphone 6s iphone 7s iphone 11s so i agree iPhone, i mean but here's my thing they added to it they yeah. didn't they didn't copy it that's my issue what do you mean they didn't so xbox it? one x not xbox series x they did not change that initial thing that's in front of it they changed what's at the end well, so that that's my issue with it, because like technically, when the iPhone X got announced, yeah. it was the iPhone X and the iPhone X Max. Right. So it's what they announced, and then when they did the XS, um, that that was actually the year after. Yeah. The year after, then they did the XS yep. and the XR. Right. So they changed that lasting part yeah. to differentiate. But then the next year you get that's what my the next year was the eleven XR and the that that part makes sense in the future going forward. Right. My issue again is starting off is I get it they had to they had to fix something with the name because 
and this is something that I will personally blame their former head, uh, Don um, Matrix, uh, that the fact is that they called it the Xbox One. That was a terrible name to begin with. That should not have been the name of this console. Mm -hmm. Not saying the Xbox 720 that was always rumored would have been better, but it should never have been the Xbox One because that was a confusing messaging. Mm -hmm. Um, So they were backed into a corner, so I get them trying to differentiate that. It's just I think that was a um, poor use of a letter at this time. The thing to me, though, like, back to the Apple thing, there are Apple devices that are on the same the market at the same time. Like, the Xbox, or I keep saying Xbox, the iPhone 6S was on the market at the same time the, the iPhone 7S was out. So, like, they have so crossover, but that's not confusing. Well, they're technically there, but they're not upsold like an Xbox Series X is going to be. When people come in, you actually mentioned this the last time. When people yeah. come in, you are on, you have that mindset they're not going to be confused because yeah. if they go to the the Best Buy the cashier, newest, yeah. they're going to say, like, yeah, can I get the new Xbox? Yeah. And they're going to immediately know, okay, hey, what they're talking they about want. the Series X. Mm. Uh, well, maybe the Lockhart. I don't, I don't know what that looks like, launch right. window. Um, but they're going to know that type of stuff. So that makes sense in that instance, but I'm talking about your average consumer for it. Yeah. But I know we got a few more things that we wanted to talk about with it. Yeah, so we'll move on. Because <laughs> uh, we said the new, it's already an hour 20, you the, bastard. The new, <laughs> the new Xbox controller was also shown off with the Series X. Uh, obviously, it looks very similar to the Xbox One controller. Uh, it just looks like a cleaner design. It's a little smaller, they said uh and also it has a transformable d-pad as well uh it has a share button in the middle of the controller just like the playstation 4 has the share button so essentially they just added the share button which personally steal each other's ideas all the time from each other and personally i never really saw the need for the share button because you just you press the xbox guide button and you press one one button and you have the same effect so well, this time uh, you just get to hit it i guess right. I, I, it, i've never shared a single clip of my entire yeah, life so. it, it to me it's not a huge deal but i mean it's something added so whatever the only thing i'd be uh, curious if they stole because i really was kind of hoping is that hd rumble feature that um uh nintendo switch has yeah but doesn't really seem like nintendo's even going forward into it either so maybe Which, it was just not something that looked like it the xbox one controller has uh rumble triggers and the triggers it has separate rumble uh packs that makes your fingers like feel rumble but the problem is is since that's not a feature on playstation 4 a lot of third-party developers don't even utilize it because it's not on all platforms well an hd rumble was really cool for one two switch and that was really the only game that did it because i don't know if you played the demo inside best buy but like you felt the marbles inside there like actually drop down and on your palm of your hand but i mean it wasn't something that they that's the chased after that's the problem with proprietary tech only first party studios use the tech so it's kind of irrelevant almost like the touchpad like the touchpad is just a button now essentially they don't utilize like the swiping as much as they should personally but um our last story we have is hellblade 2 senua's saga has been announced for xbox series x that was a trailer shown right after wrong. no i no i said senua's saga hellblade 2 no it's hellblade 2 senua's <laughs> saga oh my gosh not this again uh so they announced that after series x was announced uh phil spencer did say it was early in development so i think we won't see it uh come out until probably 2021, 2021 at yeah. the earliest yeah uh personally i'm very excited for this i love ninja theory uh hellblade hellblade's always been for me like the number three or four game in ninja theories uh 
guide. Uh, I love Unslaved and I love DMC. Yeah, as long as Enslaved was your number one. Yeah, I loved Enslaved and DMC. Too underrated in my opinion. They're very good games, but Hellblade is a very good game. It's just a very different type of game. You you just have to go into the mindset that it's a very um, it's a very methodical game and it's a very uh, mental game. So it does a lot of things mentally. So. Uh, very excited for that, and obviously Looks creepy as hell. Obviously, that means we have a total of four, four Series yeah, X yeah, games. Essentially, yeah. Uh, although Ubisoft's games, they announced a bunch of games that are technically coming to yeah. both platforms as well. But uh, I think that pretty much does it. Um, appreciate you guys uh, sticking it out for episode twenty, the Part second two. time. <laughs> yeah, the first time obviously disappeared, um, but. Uh, Appreciate you guys sticking it out. And remember, you can join us each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Ooh, real quick, we were talking about saying, so like in this new year, we just wanted to get give you guys a heads up. We might be trying some different things out. Uh, might not see the top five stuff. I know If you liked them, sorry. We're going to just kind of continue to try things out. It was a little hard for us to continuously find something oh. every single week i just realized that ben commented yeah i sorry ben i didn't realize that you guys wanted the i normally send them a link that we're live and i forgot sorry ben i apologize um but we're also thinking about as far as like at least this month doing some uh, predictions for the new year game of the year game of the decades um and just trying some new things out as we kind of go along and everything yep so appreciate you guys sticking it out and again wednesdays at 8 p.m eastern we're live each and every wednesday and i forgot to do the closing music uh so that's kind that's of fun here i got you but there we go i just started it now so uh, thank you guys again and much love and keep on gaming deuces